Welcome to the Keto for Endurance Athletes podcast, where we show you how to push through the nutrition and training barriers that are holding you back in order to finally get the healthy body and race results you've always wanted. Take the guesswork out of your training and gain the fitness and confidence you need to succeed. Give one of our free training plans a try at www.ketoendurance.co. Peak on race day. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me in the Keto for Endurance Athletes podcast. Frank and I have been just chatting away, and I just realized that we were not recording, so we are recording now. I'm going to introduce coach Frank Soul again. We've been talking about swimming. Frank has this wonderful new program out, online swim program, and he just finished a book that's out. I didn't even know that you had your book published. So first, talk a little bit about your book, and then we're going to talk. There's the book. And then we're going to talk about swimming form and technique and a little bit about the, the race Ironman Arizona. So Frank, can you please reintroduce yourself? Good afternoon, uh, Frank Soul, Soul Swim Solutions. And yeah, I, I, I wrote a book. The essence of the book was, and there aren't too many books that I haven't read on triathlon swimming and or swimming for that matter, because I've been coaching for 22 years. I've coached high school swimming. I've coached at the junior Olympic level. I've coached national swimmers and club teams and summer leagues uh, growing up on the Jersey Shore. Been at it for years myself. So what I wanted to do was put together a book that simply get away from the history of swimming, get away from going too deep in the physics, and just answer what I believe were the five essential elements for a triathlete to learn how to swim. If they want to learn the history, they can go online, videos, documentaries, or bigger, more uh, exclusive type of books. But the 5B method to a successful triathlon swim were the five things that I felt were the most important. For example, like belief, breathing. I cannot begin to tell you how many athletes I noticed at 70.3 or in the pool and they struggle with their swimming and they'll come back at me all the time going, I had a panic attack. I had an anxiety attack. I can't breathe. It's because that will tell me, and one of my certifications is I'm a, breath, a breathing coach. So when I work with individuals, specifically swimmers, triathletes, adults, and if they cannot demonstrate good breathing practices on dry land, there is no way, virtually no way, you're going to take that into the water and perform breathing properly. You have to learn how to breathe, and most of us don't. Most of us overbreathe. Most of us shallow breathe. Most of us are breathing from our top of our intercostal muscles, not into our diaphragm. So when I coach athletes through that process, all of a sudden, it's a game changer. So the 5B method is exactly that, just five Bs that I have identified that really, really help. Belief, breathing, biomechanics, we talk about body position, balance, and buoyancy. And I saved the history of swimming to other authors. People want to get better. How the heck do I get better? I wrote this book specifically for that and gotten a lot of good feedback on going, wow, this has really been helpful. It identified a couple of things that I've had 
challenges with. So, yeah. And then how long ago did you put up the course? You have a course online yeah. where you can sign up where Frank can help you become a, a swimmer and you don't have to live in Phoenix or Scottsdale or the, the Valley of the Sun to get Frank's help. Yeah, you know, thanks for uh, bringing that up. And it's relatively new within the last couple months. When I say couple months, probably at three months. And I'm still developing it, but I have taken on a lot of clients from all over the country that will send me videos and then we review the video. I send it back and then we follow up with a Zoom call very much like this. And we're discussing breaking down the stroke, right? We chunk it down. Any good golf instructor, tennis instructor, any other cooking, they're going to chunk things down. And that's what I do. And I believe I'm really good at it, evaluating and saying, all right, let's make sure we're putting A in front of B. Don't want to skip C, but we ultimately want to get to D. But we have to make sure that we're not getting so eager to want to swim, quote, fast, and we're ignoring some of the details. So I've been at it with the uh, online now piece we're at two, three months, and it is really starting to get some, some rubber to the road. The feedback I get from athletes, I like, and these, this is really great for a lot of people who are busy. They don't have time to go work one-on-one with a coach, but they want that feedback. They want that input and that development. And I'm seeing just great results and getting great feedback on people saying how much more efficient they are. It's feeling easier. My times are starting to go down. And it doesn't feel like a chore. And I'm actually, one person said to me, I'm actually starting to like swim. <laughs> so uh, I said, yay, that's a good, that's yeah. a good place to be. I can that's relate to that. To I, I took one of Frank's in-person clinics a, a few years ago. And the first thing was we were sitting in a room and he was going over the five B's method and believing you're a swimmer. For me, even though I had done four half Ironmans, many other triathlons and an Ironman triathlon, I never thought of myself as a swimmer, which by default, if you swim 2.4 miles in a race, you are a swimmer. <laughs> but uh, by default, you certainly are. Yeah, but I... It starts with the I, mindset though. You have right. to think that way before you become that. It is the mind-body relationship. Our mind, we think with our conscious our body becomes is really technically our subconscious. So if I'm walking around on deck and thinking, I'm a swimmer, I'm a swimmer, I got this, I'm going to learn how to do this. All of a sudden, you're starting to align body chemistry, mind chemistry and saying, I didn't swim so well today, but I'll be back tomorrow and I'll do it and I'll do it. One of my athletes, a uh, quick little story. I think he took ninth place in his age group 40 to 44, very, very competitive. I could be wrong on the age because I had a handful of um, athletes who were in different age groups. But when he came to me, his best half Ironman swim was 37 and change, very close to 38. His last two half Ironmans, 33, 33. He'd taken five minutes and change off. And he finished in 33. He got out of the water and he swore he did it in 31. That's how good he felt. And he was disappointed. So that's a good place to be. I said, my <laughs> yeah. friend, where were we just six months ago? You took five minutes off your best half Ironman time. 
So we got to keep things in perspective. We embrace practice for practice sake. I was telling you before about, and that's when you start to see the progress you're looking for. I like to and tell athletes all the time, I'm showing my age. I'm not, I dream a genie and I go like this and <laughs> you're, you're going you're gonna to need to put some real, real hard work into this. Let's talk problem. a little bit about technique. Frank and I, before I realized that I had not hit record, sorry, folks, you missed a lot of good conversation. We were Sam, talking we'll about we'll get it technique back. and how important it is when, when someone's new to any sport, they think just getting out there and doing it is, it is the first step to getting started. First yes. step to running a 5k. First step is to, you know, sign up for a sprint triathlon. And then you muddle through. But after you get over that initial get out the door and get a routine, then that's really the time to really start focusing even before if you want if you want to. It's always good to have to focus on technique. But how much difference that makes in your performance gains? Because if you're a runner and you're not a very good runner and you have poor running technique or poor run form. The more running you're doing is just reinforcing that poor run technique. So Frank breaks down the swim. And do you have specific drills in your book to break down your personal swim? Because it's hard. I feel like swimming is hard to know what you look like or how you feel in the water because it's multidimensional. It's not like running. You're just vertical and you're know, working on the lean and your footstep and your cadence and everything, but swimming, there's a lot of moving parts horizontally. Yeah. You know, I stayed away from a lot of drills. There are, there are just some inner specifically. I gave some insight to, we've talked about breathing before and I was kind of going off on a rampage about that, but I, I apologize, but it is so critical as a certified breathing coach. I work with so many individuals who simply, we were never taught to breathe. We, there, there was no manual when you were born. And, and so when I work with a lot of newer athletes and I get them breathing in a certain way, it's very frustrating for them originally. So technique, what I always, people ask me, can you send me to a website or uh, some sort of information on what technique or what drills to do? And I said, drills should only be done to meet a specific need. If you're doing drills for drill sake and you don't need to do those drills, are we not wasting our time? If I know how two plus two equals four and I keep writing that on a piece of paper, am I getting any better at it? No, you have to do the drill that is going to ultimately get you there. And that's where I tell individuals, whether you come to me or another swim coach or somebody who knows swimming technique really well, then that's what you do. And just to kind of hinge off of that, what a great time of the year. This is now when you should be doing it. You finished up 70.3. You got out of the water, say, in the high 40s or 50s. This okay. is yeah, the 50s. time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no judgment. It's just the reality. If yeah. you got out in the 40s and 50s or in the high 30s, what a fantastic time of the year to start working on that. So then you can embrace my, my whole philosophy on practice for practice sake, practice for the sake of practicing, get in the water, work your drills, work your breathing, work your kick, do yoga. I, I plead with all my athletes, get into yoga, go to a yoga studio, hot yoga. It doesn't matter. 
you need Do they have hot yoga studios open right now? Oh, absolutely. I'll be in one tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. Because I know a friend of mine actually got COVID from people in a, his girlfriend went to a hot yoga studio Mm -hmm. and one person had it and gave it to everybody in the studio. Well, I would tell everyone, obviously, to use their own good, for yeah. better term, a common sense here. If you do not feel comfortable in a hot yoga studio, I would not go. Which is but fine. I'm not trying to critique on your... I just thought no, they were all no, 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 it's okay. I personally feel comfortable. I mean, I feel comfortable with the cleaning and all that. But with all those things being said, doing yoga, even in your own living room, bedroom, there's enough online yoga for swimmers. Google yoga for swimmers, and you're going to get a litany of opportunities to go to different websites. Why? Because it works. So with that being said, those are the things we need to work on. People tell me, I I can't do that early vertical catch. Yes, you can. Your body's never been trained that way. You've never been asked to do that. There is no other reason for a human being to have to do this other than to swim. So if I'm a 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old adult learning how to swim, and I'm just pressing down on the water. Now I have interior, posterior, delt, shoulder issues. You better start incorporating large muscle groups. But you got to go back to letter A. B, do not skip C. Go to D and E and F. Now you're in a position to skip G, H, and, and go right to the, the big letters because you have at least established a foundation of a technical proficiency Applying the laws of physics, keep the body long, hydrodynamic, learn how to breathe, add the right amount of propulsion for your ability on that day, and you have no recourse but to swim well. But I'm only a two-minute swimmer. Well, last week you were a 205. Today you're a two-minute swimmer. I've taken two-minute swimmers down well into the low 130s and 120s. But these were the people who embraced the process. We hear that all the time embrace the process. Can you talk a little bit about efficiency? We've talked before about efficiency and you're talking about Michael Phelps. And can you yeah. discuss a little bit how humans are really not water creatures? And No, we're uh, not. Yeah. I, uh, as uh, you and I were telling before, I said, uh, God and his ultimate wisdom, we were never designed to be in the water. Michael Phelps is proficient and world ranked as he is because water is what a thousand times denser than air. Michael Phelps is technically about 8% efficient in the water. And that 8% efficiency has gotten him 20-some medals, notoriety, and he's, he's literally will go in history as the very best. But for the rest of us humanoids who are getting ready for triathlon, one of my athletes who I worked with, and we did 99% of it online, she's, uh, I guess, uh, from the Colorado, Utah area, and I think she finished sixth or seventh overall, first nice. in her age group. Yeah, 33 out of the water. Her husband sent me some video uh, that he took from the Mill Street Bridge, and I'm watching her swim versus two other athletes. The other two athletes were swimming like sprinters. She was swimming like an endurance athlete, long, hydrodynamic, not fighting the water. She had an anchored hand in front of her, driving the hip. And that's where I see so many triathletes get in trouble. They're trying to swim like sprinters. You're not a sprinter. You're out there swimming 2,000 meters. You need to swim like an endurance athlete, a long-distance swimmer versus a swimmer. When I coached club for, God, 12, 13 years, 
We had our distance swimmers and we had our sprinters and we basically kept them far apart from each other. We did not want them contaminating each other. You follow <laughs> that's what I'm saying? Good. Yeah. Problem, well, that's and that, true. I, I'm just very open about that. And, and I work with a lot of triathletes. A lot of athletes come to me who are working with tri coaches and I'm, and I have to be cautious because I do not want to step on toes, but I'm saying you're being coached like a sprinter. You have no background in sprinting. You do not have the endurance for that. You don't have the the body type for it because I measure uh, what is referred to as the ape index arms and body core body length. And you need to swim like an endurance athlete. Hence, 2,000 meters, 4,000 meters, open water swimming. I had an athlete last year where we're supposed to do 16, 18 months ago. He can swim a length of the pool. Last June, he, he did the 12.4-mile swim around the Florida Keys, and I've coached quite a few athletes for that. Wow. But he had the right mindset because yeah. he said, I am an endurance athlete, not a sprinter. So we trained that way, and we successfully got that done. So here's the deal. The body and the water will respond to physics. Physics is consistent 100% of the time, not 99, 100%. Until further notice, if I keep my body swimming long, hydrodynamic like a speedboat. My kick is efficient. My timing of my kick and my pull is efficient. My breathing is spot on and my arm propulsion meets my endurance ability at that time. You have to move through the water fast. It's not luck. It's not genes. It's not luck or, you know, it's in his DNA. It is applying simple laws that line up with physics. Do it well, you swim well. If you swim like a tugboat, you're a tugboat. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to, I, 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 yeah. I can't, I can't tiptoe around this any longer after 22 years and hear athletes get frustrated and blaming coaches and blaming, blaming programs when they're not willing to ne- necessarily make the necessary changes to bring them along. You know the routine, right? right? But I so. think that sometimes people don't, they just want to like, I want to put in the work, so I'm going to go swim, 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 and they're just becoming better at being a bad swimmer. So yeah. I think yeah. that more, that's- More isn't better, better is better. More isn't right. better, better is better. And I think uh, there's also this idea, when I first came to you for the clinic that you offered, I just- had heard, if you don't learn how to swim as a child, you're never going to be a fast swimmer as an adult. And I bought into that. I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm just an adult. I learned to swim later. I only learned survival swimming when I was a kid. I'm never going to be a fast swimmer. And I really liked how you said that's because you believe that yeah. there's no validity in that. And you have proof that, you know, people have gone from slow swimmers to faster swimmers. I agree. And you have to believe that you could become a fast swimmer. I'm working with a gal right now, Teresa. She came to me and she literally just bought into 100% what I'm doing. I will share with you. I gave her a, a set the other day. We did 21 100s on a 145. That means she has to be hitting that, that wall around 130 to 132 per 100 yards to go off on the 145 pace. And she hit every single one of them on time. And we've been working together now about six months. When I started coaching her, she was about a 205, 208, and she's now down to a 130. But I write her workouts. I've never heard her say once that she can't become a swimmer. I never heard her complain about a workout. And you've got to have that mindset. How bad do I want to become a good swimmer? 
how bad do I want to learn to play the violin? How bad do I want to become and to believe it's possible? Because if you don't even think it's possible, you're like, why? Why bother? Absolutely. Again, you have to believe with the right coaching, with the right mindset, it's going to happen for you. But whoever you hire as a coach, you got to be able to buy into their program, buy into their philosophy, have a growth mentality versus a fixed mindset, uh, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Fixed mindset says, oh, I've tried that before and coaches worked with me. That doesn't work with me. Within five minutes, I know when I've got that kind of athlete. A growth mindset simply says, you're in charge. Tell me what to do. Tell me when to do it. I'm going to give you the feedback. Let's move this process forward. And those are the kind of athletes I feel like I'm gravitating who are gravitating to me now, and we're seeing the results. So let me just reiterate what you were bringing up. That is absolute nonsense. Adults can learn how to swim and learn well. The problem is many of us like to put letter C, forgetting about letter A and B, mobility, our breath work, and our body mechanics, because we've lost a lot of that over the years. Sitting in a desk does really bad things to a lot of parts of your body. Yes, ma'am. So, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And that's why I really suggest that people get into some sort of a, a yoga program and or stretching on their own. But if you have never done yoga, you you're going to need to give it the time it deserves. I I'm tell gonna look up yoga time. for swimmers, time. Frank. That's a it's there. I was going to yoga before all this, just the regular I was going sure. to LA Fitness, but then they sure. It just closed my LA fitness near me. So I had to yeah. find a new gym with a pool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, For, so the folks who live in Phoenix, are you doing any master swim or any group swim? I'm not doing any master or group swims right now, but I am doing a, a considerable amount of one-on-one swims. So if anybody's ever interested and they wanted to just pick my brain, send me some video, I'd be more than happy to talk to anyone. And I'm at the pool virtually every day. First of all, I always get my own swim workout done. That's a priority. I swim virtually every single day. I will take one, maybe two days a week off every couple of weeks, but I'm in the water. I swam this morning and I will, full disclosure, my wife is standing out there in the kitchen in her running stuff, ready to go run after this. So oh, we're going to no. go run whether, no, no, it's only, okay. it's only a joke. We, whether we're five more minutes or 10, 15 more minutes, oh. it's just, a joke. we're going to get our run done no matter what. Temperature doesn't bother us. We're going to get it done. But that's the thing I'm talking about is just getting out there and doing it. You mentioned something very interesting before. When you're first getting into swimming, people ask me, what should I focus on? Just get in the water and go back and forth. But. Don't do that for so long that you start, as you mentioned before, we create these habits. And what happens is that habit, it just starts getting wrapped and it gets wrapped and becomes just the way I do it. I've always done it this way. I don't know how to do it any other way. Yes, you do. You've got to change your mindset, forget everything you know about your running and listen to coach Steph about Posey method and you will change, but you got it. I always say to athletes, Give the stroke time to develop. But yeah, she learned it. And no, it may take you longer. It may take you shorter. But again, that's why I say, focus on your lane. You will get good at this. That's a promise. One of the first things I mentioned in my book, in my introduction, each and every one of us have the opportunity to become exceptionally good at swimming. 
exceptionally good at swimming, not just finishing their swim and feeling like they've accomplished. I would love to see everyone who wants to learn how to swim, learn and learn well and feel like when they get out of the water, you know where I'm going with this. You've been on the podium before because I've seen you doing a lot of mountain biking, right? So road biking, some road bike, right? Okay. And you're cycling. Right. There is nothing like finishing and being recognized for your accomplishment. Yes. It feels very good to be on the podium. (laughs) It certainly does. It's been many years, a long way away from that. But the point I'm trying to make is this, it builds a sense of confidence. It lets you know that, yes, I do have what it takes. And I focus on this, whether you're learning a language or playing the guitar, learning to make a cheesecake or learning a second language. If I already said that, I apologize. Or learning math. We stay with it. Just practice for the sake of practice. And I plead with athletes all the time, go swim, go swim, take your garment off and go swim. Strava I really will like live. the part. I don't know if we got it this time or after we said, but you were talking about having patience. And just realize if you keep working at it, and instead of having of like five quick steps to be a good swimmer, it's not five quick steps. It's focus on what you need to work on and have patience that you're going to recreate that new muscle memory and new movement patterns where your body's going to swim efficiently. I love that uh, that you said about being an endurance swimmer. Because I, I have gone to a lot of different swim coaches, swim programs, and a lot of them do also coach swim clubs that realizing that focusing on endurance swimming and being efficient in long distances is really important for a triathlete. Because really, even a sprint triathlon is longer than a swim, swim meet, short swim. As a general rule, you're you're 100% right and get good at the endurance and then you can ultimately build speed. Swimming is one of those things where, you know, speed is a byproduct. And I, this is something I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you, but this is what I tell athletes all the time. Speed will always be a byproduct of great technique. Right. Well, that's true with cycling and running, I think, with most yeah. everything. You had brought up golfing before with golfing or... Or jujitsu. Oh, yeah. My sister is a black belt in Taekwondo. Taekwondo, they work on those forms. It's just because to train the nervous system for muscle memory and muscle patterns, you don't have yeah. the muscle, muscle memory or muscle patterns. Your body's not going to move the way you think it should move. You're 100% right. And it makes me think, I know I have this written in my book somewhere. I'm sure I wrote this because I live and die by this with my athletes. Bruce Lee once said, I fear not the man who kicks a thousand times. I fear the man who kicks a certain way a thousand times. Yeah. Was he saying? Kicking is, is, it's... Yeah. I I could show you athletes who swim 3,000 meters, but have have they gotten any better? Has their sore shoulder gotten any better? Have they become more efficient? Has their breathing gotten better? No. No, in many cases, it is just about the yardage. And that's why I keep going back. More isn't better. Better is better. Give me the athlete who focuses on quality. As I shared, I don't think we got this before, but I have an athlete who sent me a text. Coach, should I be swimming five days a week, shorter distances? 
or three to four days longer distances? And the answer, I think you're probably going to guess, five days a week, shorter distances, maxing them out, meaning I want that first yard of swimming to look like the last yard of swimming, clean, technically proficient, and you felt great on day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then after a while, we'll go into some more distance stuff. You build, build accordingly, build smartly, and you too, your audience, and I tell all my athletes, my own self, today, in my swimming today, one thing I focused, one thing I focused on, only one thing, the entire swim was hip rotation to the right and the position of my palm as I finished the stroke in the back. Was my palm facing backwards or upwards? If it's facing up on the end of the stroke, you're not a sprinter. That's what sprinters do. It should be facing back, holding the water for a second longer, driving my body forward. If you're just pressing up on the water, you're swimming like a sprinter. And you're wondering why I'm not getting any better. It's those innocuous little details, the smallest of details that gets somebody out of the water in 32, 33 versus my 41, 51, hour five, like that poor gentleman. He's a work in progress, right? So those are the things. I think it's important that we understand. I'm speaking to the athlete who really wants to get better at swimming. They just have this desire and this urge to swim to the very best of their ability. And I think it's in human nature for us to want to be the best that we can be, whether triathlon or our jobs as a parent, as a husband, wife, spouse, in our relationship. We all want to be the very best we can be. So it comes with paying attention to the innocuous, small details and dialing them in. So that's how I coach. Those are the kind of athletes that are being drawn to me. The athletes who are looking for the five easy steps, the quick fix, the hack, they don't stay with me long because I'm not meeting their needs. Oh, I thought he was going to, you know, I I thought he was going to meet my need. And that used to upset me years ago. Not anymore. I'm drawing the long-term who are looking to be developed over a couple of years to get slowly better at this, not overnight. I during the genie type mentality. I'm showing my age. I apologize. But well, um, I remember I dream a genie too. And I'm I used to love a little show bit myself. younger than you, but some, I some younger people are going, but what is I dream a genie? Like <laughs> you just you know, close your eyes, twinkle your nose or twitch your nose and ta-da, it's done. Yeah, absolutely. But the absolutely. <laughs> Those are all great points, Frank. I love them. And I think for too long, there's been this emphasis in general with people wanting something as of yesterday, they want a quick fix. When most good things in life take a lot of focus and time and patience. You know, even you've been married a long time. I've been married a long time. You know, relationships, they don't just happen. You can't, you know, go and do whatever and be a jerk and then bring flowers and make it everything. Okay. That's not a, that's not a relationship. No, that's not it. My, my wife's a tough Italian from North Jersey, 41 years of marriage. She'll, she'll let me know that's not going to work, but your point is well taken. There's something I emphasize to my athletes all the time, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm really working hard in the water. And I say to this, and this is again, something that I wrote and I've posted this many times. I've written articles on this. We do not work hard until we've done the necessary hard work. Now, it sounds almost the same, but think about this. Hard work, it takes hard work to regain our flexibility. 
It takes hard work to lose 20 pounds. It takes hard work to go to the gym and lift three days a week to become stronger in my swimming. It takes hard work to learn how to bilateral breathe. It takes hard work to get the ankle flexibility. After we master those things, or we're on the road to mastery of those things, now we can work hard. Now we can bang out our 21 100s on 145 pace. When you embrace that concept and you get it to sink in going, there is a distinct difference between first doing the hard work and putting me in a position to then go work hard. Does that make sense? Structural foundation. You're working on foundation. You're putting a lot more effort into the foundation. And it's like a pyramid. You have to have good foundation or else you're never going to get to the peak of the pyramid or it'll topple over or you get injured. If you don't have a good base, that's what leads to a lot of injuries. And poor technique leads to injuries. Poor structure leads to injuries. Poor nutrition leads to injuries. All those things, I think that they're super good. I don't want to keep you all day. I know your wife is waiting for you to run, although I've, I'm still on recovery, although I'm riding my bike tonight. That's what good. I love about Phoenix. We can train year-round if you just are willing to just use willing some lights. At certain times of the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you it. have lights, have lights, we'll travel. But so tell folks where they can find you. And if you want to get in touch with Frank, uh, you can go to his website. So just give a shout out where all you have your stuff at. Yeah, I'm primarily, you can go to my website, soulswimsolutions.com. And I am no longer on Facebook for a number of reasons. I just decided to step away from Facebook, but I am on Soul Swim Solutions on Instagram. I do post regularly on that and actually starting to post more. I will tell your uh, tribe here and your audience, if, if they reach out to me, I'd be more than happy just to look at their video, give them any feedback, give them any kind of support I can. It's all about moving this, this triathlon community forward and looking to be able to do that even more and more. So if anybody needs any help, just reach out. I mean, and, and again, I'm not looking for athletes. I'm just, it's. And just in the show notes, brain, I'll have Frank's brain. contact info yeah, and you please. can reach him, follow him on Instagram. I can understand not being on Facebook. I just go to the groups that I have because the regular feed can get a little. It's just, it is what it, was it time. is. It was yeah. time for me. So I enjoy Instagram and I enjoy the uh, other free time I have now that I'm not spending it on, uh, on Facebook. And the reality is though, most will just get a hold of my number off my website. You can send me an email. You can sign up for, I do a generally a weekly or bi-weekly blog. Please feel free. I promise you, I do not share email addresses and I don't barrage you with all kinds of stuff. It's just, I get these thoughts in regards to training, and I just like to post it. And it's always so yeah. pleasurable to get some feedback on and that. And your so. blog posts are really short, which I think is good. Yes. Yeah, because, I, I try to keep it real short. Yeah, it's a little, you know, two-minute yeah. read, and then you're you're that's like, oh, it. that's in, that's good info. Good. Thank you Thanks. so I much, Frank, it. for Thank you. coming on my podcast. It was great to see you, even though we're online. Uh, we, we were talking about... Arizona, the triathlon earlier, and sorry, the folks missed that, but it was a great day. It was exciting and fun to race again. And I think triathlons back up to running. They had a successful race and I'm sure they're going to see how it all shakes out with feedback about it, but it was super great. It was fun. Good so to see fun talking back. to you. And yes, I think Good to see you. when racing gets back to going, a lot of triathletes are going to feel like life's a little bit closer to back to normal. Amen. I, I agree with you. And I, I, it was good to see it back. So 
Thank you, and, and you stay well. Thank you, Frank. Great talking Bye. to you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like and subscribe to the show. If there's anyone you would like to hear from or any topics you would like to hear more about, please let us know in the comments.